can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics lose 121-119 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Despite being down 24 points, Celtics made it interesting. Uh, Lost today's game on a three-point wide-open attempt from Daniel Tice. Uh, unfortunately did not fall when we needed it. Uh, but overall you gotta, you gotta give the Celtics a little bit of credit here. I tweeted out when the Celtics were down 24 that the Celtics redefine what rock bottom means in the NBA. And they kind of shut me up for a little bit. (laughs) They showed a little bit of resilience, made the comeback, looked excellent in the fourth quarter. Uh, unfortunately did not come out with the win here, but I uh, do want to follow today's podcast. Same as usual, uh, go through player of the game, uh, as well as some of the good, some of the bad. And we will round today's podcast out with some final trade deadline rumors. Uh, because guess what? The time is here. The trade deadline is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So let's get started. Want to give player of the game today to Kemba Walker. Uh, he realistically was the one that fueled this comeback. Uh, he had a horrible, and I and I mean horrible, first half. Uh, but he stepped up big time in the third and fourth quarters. Hit some huge shots for us. Uh, and that was exactly what we needed. Honestly, I mean, JB had a, a stellar game late as well. Uh, stellar game at the start. Uh, but Kemba Walker was the one tonight, you know, late in the game that really put the Celtics over the edge. And it wasn't just his shooting, uh, but it was his passing. Uh, he was getting into the lane and he was hitting his shots late in the game. He started off zero points in the first quarter. I think he might have had three in the second uh, and then just went absolutely off. Uh, Scored 20 points, I believe, in the third quarter alone. Uh, So it's just, it's huge. Or 17 points, excuse me, in the third quarter. Uh, So it's huge. You know, he, he gave the Celtics all he could late in the game. And it's unfortunate that the Celtics couldn't pull this one out, but... He ended the night 23 points, 6 assists, 3 steals, a block, 9 of 18 shooting on 5 of 9 from deep. Uh, So again, struggled to start. Did not play well, uh, but turned it around when the Celtics needed it. Uh, You know, the other other guy that played really well tonight was Jalen Brown. Uh, He had 24 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, and started the game off as hot as can be. Uh, 14 points in the first quarter alone. Uh, had a couple really nice big threes too. Tip in off a Tice miss. Uh, had our first seven points of the game was all him. Had an up fake three-pointer in Lopez's face. Uh, and had a couple of huge, huge threes deep uh, late in the game. 
uh, big three to bring within nine. Uh, and then he ended up like bleeding out a little bit in transition uh, to bring within eight with five minutes left. Uh, and then he had that huge three with like a minute 25 left to bring within two. So he, he really was. Jalen Brown was another guy that just stepped up in the clutch, uh, started the game really hot, and put in a lot of work in the, in the fourth quarter. Again, had eight points in the fourth quarter alone for Jalen Brown. So uh, it's good. It's good. I mean, that part is good. Again, the Celtics just couldn't pull it off. Uh, the other guy that we saw tonight that honestly played really well was Jeff Teague. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's gotten into him in the last two games, but he's played unbelievable. Uh, he went in today, got 15 points, uh, and he did it efficiently, like super efficiently. Uh, five of, what's it, five of, five of seven from the field, three of four from three, got to the line two of two, two assists, three rebounds, and a steal. A team high plus 11, plus minus. So, I mean, again, this is a this is a different Jeff Teague. <laughs> the last two games, he's played really, really well. I uh, had a really nice three off the Time Lord screen, uh, blew past Conadin one time, who is a freak athlete. Uh, blew past him for a layup. Had Giannis one on one, and just decides to back up and then pull up in Giannis's face for a three uh, to bring the lead to ten after you know, being down for so long. So he was another guy today that stepped up in the clutch, uh, which is good to see. It is good to see. I mean, again, we haven't seen it consistently. I'm not going to say that this is going to be consistent, but at this point, you got to be happy with the way that Teague has been playing. You know, the other guy that Played pretty well for the Celtics tonight was Daniel Tice. He was a guy that started off super hot. Uh, and I mean like super, super hot. He had seven points in the first quarter alone. Uh, and just looked really good. Looked really good. Him and JB, actually I think he had eight points in the first quarter. Uh, him and JB actually f- scored all 18 of the first points for the Celtics. No Kemba, no Smart, no JT. It was all Jalen Brown and all Daniel Tice. Uh, With that being said, he definitely struggled the rest of the night shooting. And you obviously saw him miss that, again, wide open three uh, off the inbounds with one second left. It's a tough shot. I'm not going to give him a lot of shit for that. It's a tough shot. One second left on the shot clock. He's running to a spot. uh, Made the catch. And had to shoot within a second. Like it's just not. It's not a lot of time to set. It sucks. I mean, it's a it's a shot that he can make, has made, just didn't make today, and unfortunately cost the Celtics the game here. But uh, he started off really hot defensively late in the game. Uh, took that huge charge against Giannis, and had a huge block on Divincenzo too. That led to the Tatum and one down the other side. Uh, so, like, seriously, like, two of the biggest defensive plays of the night were both from Daniel Tice. 
And again, he he got kind of he got torched a decent amount for the during the game, but you know, late in the game, stepped up huge. Again, did what we needed to do. Um, but that's I mean, honestly, that's about it. The Celtics, for the most part, we took a lot of threes today. Shot a decent percentage, forty percent from three, which is actually pretty good. Uh, assisted on twenty four of our forty five field goals. So again, the magic number for the Celtics seems to be somewhere around 25, 26, sometimes 27. Uh, So we were a little bit shy of that. Overall, Celtics moved the ball fairly well. Again, more so early, like in the first quarter. Second quarter, it kind of fell off. Third quarter, Kemba did his thing. And I mean, obviously he was one of the few that was assisting in the third quarter, but uh, it just kind of fell off a little bit. Overall, I mean, this is a its a tough game. The Milwaukee Bucks are really good. They're really good. This isn't like the Celtics aren't the only ones that have fallen to them. And, you know, yes, we lost by two. But we were also down 24 points at one point. So the game was not pretty all the way through, as the score might show. Uh but I do want to dive into some of the negatives. And honestly, we'll start right here. The biggest negative of today's game is Jason Tatum. And I hate saying it, but his his shot selection is just horrible. And the ball just stops. It stopped in his hands for a large majority of tonight. Uh, J, JB, again, talked about it. Had it cooking today in the first quarter 14 points in the first quarter second quarter comes around Jason Tatum ended the first quarter with only two points so in the second he was trying to do everything he could to score and it turned to a lot of iso ball and unfortunately for the Celtics it did not result in anything positive he ended the half ended the first half with just six points uh, but really got JB out of rhythm. You know, J- Jalen Brown in that entire first half, I mean, in the entire second quarter, took one shot. In the first quarter, he was seven, oh, he was six of eight shooting. And at the end of halftime, he was six of nine. So he literally took one shot after having a scorching hot first quarter. And that, to me, is a huge issue with this Celtics team. You know, you have a player that is doing everything, going into his bag for every shot, and then the next quarter he just doesn't see the ball. And a lot of that goes on Jason Tatum. You know, people can look at the stats and be like, okay, he had a good game. 18 points, which again is slightly below his average. Eight rebounds, five assists, a steal, and two blocks. Stat-wise, not a terrible game. But the shooting is where he struggles. Offensively, he commands the ball more than he should have tonight. Again, he's earned the right to take shots, and I'm not not going to knock him for that. But he shot 7 of 19, 1 of 6 from 3. And that's just, it's unacceptable for a guy of his caliber. You know, if you see a guy 
that is playing hot, you feed the hot hand. And unfortunately, that's just not something that we saw tonight. And it's, I mean, in my opinion, that's the biggest reason that the Celtics lost. It's just from the, the lack of sharing the ball from Jason Tatum. You know, the other, the other big negative of today was the play of Marcus Smart. Again, like defensively, he played fine. Like nobody in this Celtics team really played a good defensive game. And actually, I forgot to talk about Grant Williams, but out of everybody, I think Grant Williams actually played the best defense on the team against Giannis. Uh, didn't get a ton of time to do it, 19 minutes, which is probably which is actually pretty high for him. But uh, in those 19 minutes, he played pretty effective on defense. Uh, Marcus Smart, again, you can always count on him defensively. Had a couple of really nice stops late in the game against Drew Holiday. Uh But his shooting was horrible. Horrible. 3 of 13, 2 of 10 from 3. And and that's how you lose games. He missed 8 three-pointers himself. It's just, it's not a good look. And a lot of people, a lot of Celtics fans overreact to everything. Because that's just what we do. Uh, And... Right now, he's in the midst of trade rumors with the whole Aaron Gordon thing. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because it's died down a little bit. But these aren't the games that Marcus Smart wants to have uh, right at the trade deadline when his name is being tossed around. So it's just, it's tough. You know, those are two really tough games for Tatum and Smart, uh, who we normally do rely on. Right. And, you know, as far as the rest of the team goes, I mean, I will say this. One of the positives that I didn't highlight was what the Celtics were able to do defensively against Giannis. Uh, He really didn't do a ton. He didn't score a ton. 13 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. All of those pretty much under his average. Assist is pretty much right there. But rebounds and points significantly below his season averages. Uh, We played him pretty well. Like 4 of 11. Again, I already mentioned Grant Williams. Deed him up really well. Shemi was doing a good job before he got taken out because of the contusion. Uh, So, you know, overall, solid defense on him. Where the Celtics struggled was absolutely everywhere else. Middleton, again, comes out and does his typical Michael Jordan against the Celtics thing. Didn't even know what to describe, but the guy just doesn't miss when he plays the Celtics. And Bobby Portis Jr. just killed us. You know, he was, Portis was 21 points on 7 of 10 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3. It's 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 tough. It's a bench player that's just scorching us. DiVincenzo had five of he went five of six from three. Seventeen points. Realistically, like we got we got beat in most aspects of the game. Uh, I mean, it's it's just a tough one. Uh, overall, this is not a 
not a game you look back looking at how this game started and think that we would lose by two. You know, first quarter, the Celtics played unbelievable offensive basketball. Unbelievable. 30 points in the first quarter. And we just couldn't stop the Bucks at all. They scored 35 in the first, 35 in the second, 30 in the third. We figured it out a little bit in the fourth, and they only scored 21. But at that point, again, like I've said several times, it's too late. You know, when you get outscored every single quarter, it's tough to win a game like that. It's tough to win a game like that. So that's that's honestly, that's where I'm going to end this, you know, first half. I mean, overall, it's good to see the Celtics finally kind of make a stab at coming back late in the game because we've seen all too often the Celtics just give up. And it kind of seemed like that was going to be the case. You know, we were down 10 and then we were down 13 and we were down 16 and it just kept going up. And every time the Celtics tried to claw back, we would give up another shot from Middleton just to put it back over double digits. And it kind of seemed like it was never ending. Uh, You know, fortunately, the Celtics did show some resolve. They did show some effort late in the game and brought this game back. Uh, It's just, it's unfortunate that, you know, we couldn't hit that open three with one second left to win the game. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. Celtics fall to 21-23 and on the season. Uh, Hopefully, we see some changes on this roster and we get some more bench depth because the trade deadline is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And I want to talk about some of the trade rumors that are circulating around. Before we do so... Want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and gives sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sports book, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is, All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. 
All right, Celtics fans, we're back. I want to talk about some of the trade rumors, trade targets that the Celtics are looking at. Uh, again, tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern time, trade deadline is here, and the names are still pretty consistent. Uh, it is Aaron Gordon, John Collins, and Harrison Barnes. Some of the rumors have dropped off slightly. Uh, some are still hot, and I want to talk about all of them. I want to start off with the most likely scenario, and that is Aaron Gordon. Uh, because it seems like the Celtics are front runners in the Aaron Gordon sweepstakes. I talked about it last podcast. Uh, but it seems like the Celtics have changed up their offer. Maybe they heard Celtics Twitter freaking out about getting rid of Marcus Smart. Uh, but it looks like the offer got changed to a young player, which was unnamed, and a first-round pick. We're wary of adding a second pick to it, according to Keith Smith. And it seems like Houston is still offering their two first-round picks. With that being said, Celtics more than likely are going to need to add another pick. Whether it's a first-rounder, whether it's a second-rounder, there will be another pick attached to that Aaron Gordon deal if it happens. But what we're hearing is that Marcus Smart is no longer involved. What that means for the Celtics is that this trade is more than likely just for Aaron Gordon. There is no more Evan Fournier attached to this deal unless the Celtics bring in a third party and make it a three-team trade because the salaries just would not match up. Uh, so that's pretty much where the Aaron Gordon thing stands. It's still possible. It seems likely that the package that we talked about on Twitter everywhere with the one pick and the young player will need to be changed slightly, will need to be altered. Because the Orlando Magic have a better offer coming from Houston. Aaron Gordon has said that you know Boston would be his preferred destination. He wants to go to a contender. Uh, but honestly, it doesn't really matter what Aaron Gordon wants. The Magic hold the chips. People keep saying, oh, well, Aaron Gordon wants to come here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not Aaron Gordon's team. So... We'll see. I mean, they had on the Locked On Celtics podcast, they had on Philip Roseman Reach from Locked On Magic. And they did say, he did say that the Magic were high on smart. But he also mentioned that a deal could go down for Gordon with Thompson in the picks, with no Fournier, which honestly would just be a better option. I don't know if that's realistic. I don't think the Magic would bite on a deal that did include a guy like Tristan Thompson. Like, yeah, you're trading a big for a big, but you're also bringing in a contract that is still high and is still overpaid. So to me, it doesn't make too much sense. Uh, with that being said, there's still potential that if they do like Tristan Thompson, that we could toss in a couple other players, maybe a Grant Williams maybe a Romeo Langford, and almost match salaries with Aaron Gordon. And at that point, the Celtics are not using the TPE. It would give them a little bit more options. Uh, and if we're adding on extra players, we might not need 
to add in two picks. And what that would do is save us the TPE, potentially for the offseason, and give the Celtics another pick to use as trade bait moving forward. So it seems like there, if that is a possibility, that's an ideal situation. Again, I think it's extremely unlikely. I'm not saying that's what the Celtics are going to do. I would love if the Celtics could pull it off, uh, if Danny could pull it off. But I don't think it's likely. The likely scenario in my eyes is that the Celtics part ways with a first-rounder, maybe a protected second first-rounder. So two first-round picks, one of which is protected, and a guy like potentially Neesmith. The Magic timeline is going, it's just, it's younger. So a guy like Neesmith could fit into those plans. If they're, if they like a switchable four guy like Aaron Gordon, we could also toss in a guy like Grant Williams, sweeten up the pot a little bit. At that point, if you're adding two players, I'd probably switch that second first rounder to a second rounder. But it all really depends on what the Magic want. You know, again, those are ideal situations. If we can keep a guy like Marcus Smart and bring in a guy like Aaron Gordon by just getting rid of potential bench players or a guy like Thompson that realistically doesn't serve a need when you're bringing in another big, that's an ideal situation. So that's pretty much all of the updates as far as the magic and Aaron Gordon sweepstakes go. Uh, The other big trade target that we kept talking about over and over was John Collins. And it seems like the Celtics are just uninterested in the John Collins pick. And honestly, pretty happy about it. Because no matter which way you worked it, he's a free agent at the end of the season. And we're not going to be able to afford him. We're not going to be able to pay him. So we're going to end up having to trade a guy like Marcus Smart for, you know, again, Collins, who's probably going to walk. So for me, I think it's a positive. I think that's good. I think it's good that that deal is dead. The other deal that I'm kind of, I'm calling the sleeper trade of the trade deadline is Harrison Barnes. Again, we've talked so much about him all season long. Uh, and right now it seems like the Kings are not interested in moving from him. I don't know if this is just some sort of ploy to bring up the trade value for him, and there has been some chatter about potential of that, so I'm not the only one making up these rumors. Uh, With that being said, that is still a a huge addition for the Celtics team if they can make it happen. And again, if the magic somehow bite on a Tristan Thompson for Aaron Gordon with potential other players, uh, the Celtics could use that TPE on a guy like Harrison Barnes and get both. Is it realistic? No, but in an ideal world, (laughs) Again, I'm just throwing out my dream scenario. You guys can take it as is, uh, but these are these are things that are going on right now. There's not a ton of rumors spreading about Harrison Barnes. There's really not a lot of movement in that space. Again, the most 
likely situation is Danny Ainge coming back with a guy like Aaron Gordon. And, you know, really depending on who we part with, he only uses 18 mil of the $28.5 million trade exception. So we still have about $10 million that we could add. Uh, and we also have, you know, again, the, the Cantor TP, which is about $5 million, and then the Poirier uh, TP, which I could be wrong on this number. It's like $2.5 million. So we still have other options to really round out this roster. Because at this point, the Celtics are 2-6 and six coming off the trade deadline. And it's, it's apparent they need help. It's apparent. You know, the, the Celtics bench just is not deep enough to compete with some of these teams. And you saw it tonight with the Bucks. Like, they had six guys, I believe, all in double digits. Their entire starting five, and then Bobby Portis. Uh, I guess we did two, but again, some of them are just on the really low end. Marcus Smart with 12, Tice with 10. So it's, and then Teague is a guy that, has been wildly inconsistent all season long. So it's just it's not a it's not a recipe for success. Like we need more consistency. And if we could get a guy like Aaron Gordon and part ways with a guy like Tristan Thompson, it gives the ability it gives the Celtics the ability to go with more of a double big, switch on almost everything. Because as much as some people might not like it, Daniel Tice can switch on some plays. Uh, But Aaron Gordon is that four that really can switch one through five. More so one through four. But it, it really depends on which five is playing. Like he is a guy that can play small ball big and the Celtics can still go double big without really going double big. Which I think is ideal. So... If that happens again and we add another potential like wing player, I don't know if the guy would be you know Harrison Barnes at that point, uh, but maybe a guy like George Hill to bring in some more depth. And we've already talked about it, but the Thunder have said as long as we add like if, uh, we could get Hill for two second round picks and they would absorb Tristan Thompson's contract. So if that's the case, we're pretty much getting what we need. Those would be my two ideal targets, I think. Like if we were to package two players, I think it should be or could be, like both of these are very realistic, George Hill and Aaron Gordon. And that makeup changes the Celtics drastically. It gives us a lot more depth. Uh, and it gives us reliable scoring. So that's that's what we got. I mean, again, this is going to be a, a jam-packed day, fingers crossed at least. Uh, and very excited to join you guys again on Friday. We've, again, got a good show. We've got a friend of the pod, Andrew Vernon, hopping on, one of my Celtics specialists here. Uh, but that's what we got. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA Celtics Guy. If you haven't already... Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. A written review would be greatly appreciated. Uh, And make sure to stay tuned because we've got a lot to talk about on Friday. 
Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic.